Hey guys, you're listening to Terrifying Travels, the podcast where two friends discuss a true crime and a paranormal story in a new city every week. But right now we are doing Christmas because it's Christmas. Yeah. Some type of happiness. Woo. Okay, so Maddie did her last week or 10 minutes ago in our time. Maddie <laughs> just did her scary story, her sad story, her depressing story. I am here to bring you the bullshit that is ChatGPT. Woo, let's go. So once again, I have told ChatGPT to tell me about the Icelandic Yule Cat, which I have literally never heard of before. So the previous ones, I could kind of tell you, ah, ChatGPT is giving me a very basic one, or not even the correct story at all. This time, I don't know. Hmm. So I have asked it for some basic information first, like I did with, uh, who did I just do, Krampus? Yes. And then I have asked it to write a story for me. Ooh, there's even soft cat purring sounds. Wait, wait, grab a cat. We both have oh, a cat. No, grab a cat. You're going to get, you're going to get, now, now. Oh, Jean just stopped purring. <laughs> Morgan only yells at me. No. Very good at saying, now. Now. <laughs> now. I, I don't know how mad. He gets an N sound in there. He's demanding for something to happen now. <laughs> God, I sleep with the window open. It's middle of winter. It's minus 11, but it's fine. The window's open because Morgan... We'll stand up against it, slap it, screaming, now. <laughs> and, then, and then it's too cold to sit in the windowsill, so then he sits on me to look outside the window. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It's great. I love that cat, though, but he's something else. Okay, so, Maddie, you are the one who requested this. So, what do you yeah. know about the Icelandic Yule cat? Oh, I, I know a little bit. Um. Oh, gosh. Do I know a little bit? I went to Iceland and I had to research this for my internship because we were doing like myths and legends and I was contributing a chapter and a travel guide to that. Which I think is amazing. Yes. So I think if I remember correctly, the Icelandic Yule Cat is another one of those like anti Santa Clauses, as I'm calling them. And um, or maybe. <laughs> It brings he takes away your toys, specifically if they glitter and jingle. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So <laughs> I love that. I now just envision cats pushing all your treats, just or all your gifts, slowly off the table. <laughs> it's like they they come. The Icelandic Yule Cat comes in, jumps on your Christmas tree, and knocks down all the baubles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what they do. This afternoon, I watched Morgan slowly set his hand because cats aren't allowed on the table or the counter. Mm. And I watched him. He sat on the couch. He reached across and had his paw on the table. I'm like, are you a bad boy? Are you going to do that? And he just looked at me like <laughs> very slowly until I realized, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not okay. <laughs> I have a human child. I really do. <laughs> okay. So how's your Icelandic pronunciation? Snuffelsnastrokol. Uh, Shema? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's It's okay. Uh, okay. Not the greatest, but it's okay. Okay, because as always, unless, you know, we had this issue when we moved, like, I grew up learning Spanish, so I can do Spanish pronunciations, but other than that, if if it's not an English or a Spanish pronunciation, I pronounce it in English or a Spanish way, which does not always work. 
So prepare yourself, because I start right off the bat with the Icelandic Yule Cat, known as Jola Koturin, Koturin, which is not at all accurate. Anyway, it's a fascinating part of Icelandic folklore surrounding the Christmas season. The Yule Cat is depicted as a monstrous and enormous feline said to lurk in the snowy countryside during Christmas time. I want to adopt one. Yes! And watch, it's not even that big. It's just like a Maine Coon or something. Oh my god, I want a Maine Coon so bad. (laughs) Me too! I want the fluffy boys. I am under the impression that my eye is now producing its own cat hair, but I still (laughs) want a Maine Coon. (laughs) I will accept it. I don't actually need to be able to see... Anyway, unlike the cuddly pets we know, this cat is associated with a more sinister purpose. Like all cats, it's believed to prey upon people who haven't received new clothes before Christmas Eve. What? (laughs) So go shopping if you'd like to be safe from this cat. Yes. Legend has it that this intimidating cat roams the countryside on Christmas Eve. Those who have worked hard throughout the year and received new clothes as a result are safe from the Yule Cat's threat. However, those that haven't received new clothing, especially children, are said to be at risk of becoming the Yule Cat's prey? (laughs) That's so weird. Okay, I'm hoping it's because until they included children, lazy people, but children don't have a choice. They might just be poor. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the poor. Okay, got it. <laughs> wow. This tradition serves, okay, there we go, as an incentive for hard work and generosity. It encourages people to finish their work on time and provo- provide clothing for their families and loved ones before Christmas. In a way, it's a symbolic in it's a symbolic means of ensuring that everyone is taken care of and prepared for the harsh Icelandic winter. Sure, then punish their parents, not them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I guess. That does make sense. Like, oh, like I do make sure it. you have clothes for the winter, otherwise you're going to freeze to death. <laughs> well, and frankly, what were the labor laws at the time of this cat? Yeah, I, I assume this is like Eight a... Eight-year-old was probably working and providing for the family, too. Yeah, I also think, like, this is probably left over from medieval times. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so a little... We're still on Christmas, Okay. But did you ever watch the Once Upon a Time Chris or Once Upon a Christmas with Mickey Mouse? Oh, oh, uh, yes. Okay, so there's the one, there's a couple, and every single one of them makes me cry. I love them. They're my favorite. We had, there's also Twice Upon a Christmas. I think I had Twice Upon a Christmas, maybe. But there's the one with uh, Goofy and his son, Jake? Max. Max, there we go. They go and help out the neighbors. And the neighbor kid is so kind. He's willing to share his one car with him. And he's hoping Santa brings him the second car. But Max doesn't believe it. It just makes me so sad because that kid is so generous. Yeah. And then the second one is Scrooge. It's That's the um the Ghost of Christmas Pass. What is it? The, um, the Christmas Carol. Thank you. Thank you. It's a Disney. It's a Mickey Mouse version of that. And yeah. Tiny Tim, Mickey's son dies. Oh, and it still gets me. I know. Oh, my God. And then, oh. like, I also do the Muppets Christmas Carol. And I'm just like, ah. Oh, I know. I, I love I love these because they're the movies I watched as a kid. But watching Minnie and Mickey, it's on the same tape. It is Mickey sells his watch. No, his harmonica so that he can buy 
Mickey a nice chain for her watch, but she sells her watch so he could she could buy him a nice case for her his harmonica. Yes, the gift of the magi. And it just kills me every time. Yeah. I haven't watched in a couple of years, but I love that. Something about this made me remember Tiny Tim. Oh, yep. Like, oh, there's that kid. He made me cry so much. Yeah. Well, why don't you eat the food in there? That's your laundry. <laughs> okay, okay, let's keep going. The tale of the Yule Cat was has been passed down through generations, emphasizing the importance of generosity, caring for others, and the idea of earning one's Christmas gifts through diligence and kindness. I like this, actually. Other than, you know, how horrible it can be. Yep. Much like Krampus, our dear friend Krampus, the Yule Cat is a, is a captivating figure in folklore, adding a touch of mystery and cautionary folklore to the holiday season. Yeah. 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 And I honestly, maybe the Yule Cat needs to come for a visit. Yeah. But we need to change him. We need to change him. Because these kids getting hella bratty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree. The Yule Cat just eats the kids who got way more than they deserved and were bratty about it. Yeah. You can get more. Like, that's fine. But you can't be a brat. Yep. Yep. So. I, I like all uh Icelandic Christmas traditions. They have this other one. Um, the book one. Yes, the book one. That's exactly what. Yes, the book one, uh, where everyone gets like a new book on Christmas Day, and they just sat sit in bed all day and read the book, and it's oh, it's great. And then uh, they also have uh, Grilla, which is also a great uh, Christmas tradition for Iceland. It is what though? Uh, Grilla is kind of like an anti Santa Claus as well. Um, she'll stuff you in her sack and you'll never be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll, maybe we'll cover her sometime. Yes. I didn't realize that was, I just assumed it was another, another like book giving tradition or something. So if it's another mythical character, we don't need to get into her right now. Yeah. We don't need to get into her sack. That's a whole sack. <laughs> okay. So now would you like to hear a new episode of Mystical Tales Unveiled? Ooh, let's go. Okay. Welcome to Mystical Tales Unveiled, where we explore enchanting legends that have woven themselves into the rich tapestry of culture. Today, we embark on a journey into the chilling but intriguing world of Icelandic folklore and the enigmatic creature known as the Yule Cat. Sounds of winter winds. Oh, I can't breathe. It's freezing my face. <laughs> In the frost-covered land landscapes of Iceland, nestled within the heart of winter, lurks a fearsome, fearsome feline unlike any other, a creature both feared and reveled in local folklore, named, here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> <laughs> it even says soft cat purring sounds. <laughs> but you kind of kill this fearsome thing, is soft cat purring. Like, hissing would have made more sense, but... Yep. <laughs> Yeah, soft. Like, they're not helping me not love this thing. <laughs> yeah. The Yule Cat, I just wish it was for bad kids and not just kids that were not given gifts. Yeah. Oh. The Yule Cat is not your ordinary pet. Described as an enormous and monstrous cat, this mythical creature is said to prowl the Icelandic countryside during the Christmas season. We're getting a little repetitive. Sounds of crunching snow. Or paper. <laughs> Legend has it that on Christmas Eve, the Yule Cat roams the snow-covered fields, fields and valleys. 
But this cat isn't hunting for mice or pipe cleaners. Its hunger is much more peculiar. It's said to have a particular taste for those who haven't received new clothing before the holiday arrives. I really do get that. It just, it's not their fault. Yeah. I buy lots of clothes, though, so I'm fine. I have a new Jonas Brothers sweater. Yeah. <laughs> dramatic, oh, sorry, dramatic music rises. Ah! I don't know what <laughs> Yeah. Those who toiled throughout the year and received new clothes are spared from the Yule Cat's threat. However, those who haven't been gifted new garments, especially children, are believed to be in danger of becoming the Yule Cat's prey. Sounds of sewing sewing and footsteps. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) This eerie legend serves as more than just a spine-chilling tale. It's a tradition that encourages hard work and generosity within Icelandic communities. It motivates people to finish their tasks, ensuring that loved ones are provided with new clothing before the arrival of Christmas Eve. This is the same thing I just said. I'm sorry. (laughs) Soothing music fades in. It's not soothing enough. Soothing music should leave. (laughs) The Yule Cat myth emphasizes the importance of empathy and care, especially during the harsh Icelandic winters. Its presence serves as a reminder of the significance of looking out for one another and ensuring that everyone is prepared and taken care of during the festive season. Sounds of children giggling. No. No. <laughs> Passed down through generations, the tale of the of the Yule Cat continues to captivate, adding a touch of mystery and tradition to Icelandic holiday celebrations. Outro music plays, then fades out. Okay, so we're almost done. Host. And that concludes our explorations. The chilling and captivate I wasn't supposed to read the word host. <laughs> okay, that's fine. And captivating world of the Icelandic Yule Cat. Join us next time as we unravel more mythical tales that have left an indelible mark on cultures around the world. Until then, may your holiday season be filled with warmth, generosity, and a joy of cherished traditions. And they really missed the point of love. They missed the chance to say, and new clothes. Yeah, and new clothes. Fashion Nova. (laughs) I do wonder. Sounds. And I'm done. (laughs) Yay! Good job. (laughs) Sorry, yes. You know, as as you were reading, I was like, wait a minute. There are like a lot of families that do like the matching Christmas pajamas like on Christmas days. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's like kind of a product of this. Like, See, I'm not a family that does that. Mm. But like, that's we all get socks for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say like that. That was something my parents got on for Easter. The Easter Bunny, I don't know if the Easter Bunny brought everyone gifts, but the Easter Bunny bought me gifts. But it wasn't like, here's a new Barbie doll. It was like, you needed pens and pencils for school. And my parents always, oh, no, the I, Santa brings things you want. The Easter Bunny brings you things you need. Mm, I see. That might have been my parents. Uh, my family just did the baskets, just the Easter baskets. That's it. I remember one year, uh, our chocolate melted and the cat walked on them. Oh, no! <laughs> my mom was like, oh, what? Oh, my gosh. Look, there's bunny footprints on your chocolate. How crazy! <laughs> yeah, that was just cat and heat. <laughs> so what do we think about the Icelandic Yule Cat? I like it. I like it. I think I might start doing the Icelandic Yule Cat. Just an excuse to get me a new outfit. <laughs> Oh, totally. But like I said, I really just, you know, Krampus, 
yeah, the bad kids. I suddenly blanked. I couldn't remember a thing about Krampus, even though I'm the one that covered Krampus. <laughs> if the Icelandic Yule Cat came and took bad kids away, I'd love it. Yep. Yeah. Just like, yeah, throw some, push some bad kids out, out of their chairs and stuff like that. <laughs> and they're bad. Bring them Knock dead down the Christmas tree. Be yeah. more like the <laughs> Yeah, totally. But I just, again, I really do understand the concept, but it's not their fault. Yeah. Exactly. It kind of sounds like you're punishing the poor, too. Yeah, a little but bit. But like, Ideally, it's supposed to prevent him from coming. The community should look out after each other. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's where the generosity part kicks in. Yeah. But then also, like, what yeah. extent is it the clothes? Like, if I just give someone a pair of socks, like... Dobby has been given a free elf. <laughs> Dobby is a free elf. Master has granted Dobby a sock. sock. <laughs> yeah. So if I just give all the children in my neighborhood a sock, are they good? Like. Because in which case, that sounds like a really easy way to starve out the cat. <laughs> yeah. The cat. And then well, what we're actually going to find is what happened was, is <laughs> that actually did happen. Someone gave all the kids jingly, like, frilly socks for Christmas. Yeah. And the cat was immediately domesticated. Oh, yeah. Because he just followed around all the sparkly glitter and bells on the kid's socks. That, that would that, work I for just, a lot of cats. Yeah, I have just solved the whole Icelandic Yule cat. Solved. He's actually the ancestor Done. of all our cats. Yes. And I that's agree. why our cat terrorizes us. Although my cat terrorizes me when I get new clothes. Really? Oh, well, plastic. Morgan loves to eat plastic. It's a problem. Oh, gotcha. So if I get new clothes, I have to, when I'm opening them, it's like a fight. I have to rip the clothes out of the bag and then hide the bag. <laughs> and he wants to, like, play on the new, I don't know, something new to roll around on and scratch. So, no, Morgan punishes me for getting new clothes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love my cat, but he's not normal, so. <laughs> okay, so I didn't mean to get on such a conversation about cats. No, you're good. You're good. I love talking about cats. Oh, I know. We should probably go before we really start talking about cats. Where yeah. is my cat? Plus, my cat also has a bedtime. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is a holiday one and a cat one. So, Morgan's been really cuddly lately. Like, he Aww. goes through phases where he'll be super cuddly and then he won't be. And he does that with everything. This is his favorite toy. He'll never play with it again. Yeah. So, last night, and I teach really early in the morning, so I go to bed fairly early. Like, it's past my bedtime now it's 8 p.m um I also just love sleep it's my favorite I don't understand yeah. why I could stay up and watch tv all night or I could go to sleep it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> anyway Morgan was asleep we were curled up in bed together it was wonderful and then and I can't describe it anyway other than happy valley music is playing outside oh and I live on the 17th floor, so it must have been super loud. But there was a Hanukkah truck driving around. Oh, I've heard of that. It's always going on. I've just never seen it. And technically, I still haven't seen it because I didn't get out. But and I, I love it. I really, really love the idea. It's like carolers, basically. But he's like driving around playing the upbeat music. And he's like, happy sixth day of Hanukkah. If you don't have a menorah, come and get one. I've got for you. But the problem was, is I was trying to sleep, sir. Oh. And it triggered Morgan. No. She got the zoomies. Oh, no. Next day of Hanukkah, my cat was triggered. <laughs> and so he finally, he drives around the block and he left. 
Um, and again, it was 8 p.m., so he was not in any way. I was probably the only person only slightly annoyed by it. But right. Morgan was up and down the hall for the next five minutes. <laughs> and then I was, because I had to sit with him and wait for him to calm down and shut up so I could go back to sleep. Then I was awake and I was on TikTok, so... Oh, yeah. yeah, but if you need a Hanukkah, there or not a Hanukkah, a menorah. There is a F one fifty driving around with a giant menorah in the box that has menorahs for you. Oh, that's amazing. That's really and nice. And I think actually. poster menorahs. I assumed they were all the same type of candle. Like, does that candlestick? Mm. No, you can get like really cool design menorahs. Ooh. It's not my religion, so I can't really just start collecting that. But God, <laughs> so cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna go get a reason to get a menorah. Yeah. Although I don't think he would have complained if I said, "Can I have?" Because people are buying them just because we live in a uh, this area specifically. There's a large Jewish community. Yep. And Jewish people are a little scared to put their menorahs in their window. Yeah. So people in the neighborhood have been buying them and putting them in their windows so to help their neighbors feel more comfortable celebrating. Oh, that's nice. Regardless of anything that's going on, it's their happy season. Yeah. So it's like someone telling me I or be me being afraid to put up my tree. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that. Yep. Okay. So have a happy Christmas until I hear from you again and Maddie tells us a really sad story. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um just brace yourself for the next one. Uh <laughs> next one. Or did you say brace yourself because you're not sure yet? No, brace, just brace yourself for the next one, as I'm going to be doing the Lawson family murders. Ooh. I yeah. just don't know. I know this. Again, a name sounds familiar. I yep. guess I'll have to tune in next tomorrow to fuck up. Tomorrow! Yes! Alright, let's okay. wrap this up. Yes. Alright, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned as we continue the 12 Days of Spookmas and bring you the next case, which will be the Lawson Family Murders. Be sure to like and comment on whatever platform you find your podcast. It's a great way to help us out. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays and stay terrified. Bye. Bye.